0: Welcome back to The Dentistry Podcast. As you all may know by now, I'm Gabby Bissett and I'm the editor for Dentistry.co.uk. We're back with another great episode to round off an excellent 2022. Working in partnership with Dentsply Sirona and Shaw Smile, today I chat to the wonderful Dr Nina Shafi. From her path into dentistry and her clear aligner journey to the advice she would give her younger self, she reveals all on how she's got to where she is today. Thank you very much for joining me today, Nina. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for inviting me today, actually. (laughs) No worries at all, um, I'm looking forward to this. So I always like to start these with just a bit about you. I mean, why dentistry and how did you get into it? So
1: I, dentistry wasn't actually on, on the top of my list when I was in school. In fact, I wanted to be a scientist, an artist, an architect, pretty much every career option out there. But uh, my father, who's a dentist, he actually sort of swayed me into the same field as him and I remember I think it was only a couple of months before the submission of the um, application where I all of a sudden selected dentistry and then everything changed I had to even change the A-level subjects I was doing last minute and yeah because i would taken on art and then last minute I swapped art for physics and I remember studying module one of physics all on my own at home before sitting the exam so yes it wasn't a sort of decision I'd always wanted to do it was a very last minute decision um but
0: one that I actually don't regret so definitely the best that was was actually going to be my next question are you (laughs) glad that that's the path you did take no definitely I mean when I got into
1: dental school I definitely enjoyed dentistry and even when I qualified I did but I just found that it wasn't you know my calling and I just, I always wanted that extra, some, something a little bit more, something that I could really feel passionate about. And I think it was in my second year of uh, dental school that I had this amazing um, orthodontic tutor and he was just such an inspiration. And the way he taught orthodontics, you know, it completely changed the way I thought about dentistry in general. So for me, he was a big kind of an influence in my life and why i then went on to specialize in orthodontics but um yeah i mean i, I did love dentistry but for me orthodontics just takes it to another level
0: well <laughs> no, you're kind of preempting my questions is that was going to be my next one is obviously when you get into dentistry you can you can say in general dentistry or you can branch off into some, some specialties and obviously you've chosen orthodontics and that is now what you do and what you specialize in. So would you say that this mentor is the reason why you went in that direction or what other factors kind of fed into that decision? Absolutely, I mean, I think
1: with any career, we all have people in our lives that, you know, have a big influence on us that we respect. And for me, it was a number of different people. It definitely was some of the tutors I had at uni, they really influenced me uh, towards orthodontics, but also, um, you know, people close to me like my, my father, and I remember, I mean, when I was in school, I loved art, I was very artistic, and I felt that dentistry wasn't really um, utilising that side of me as, as much as I wanted to. So I wasn't able to express it as much as I wanted to, but I found that in orthodontics, I could do all of that, because it combines the, it's got the perfect combination of science mixed with art, so for me that I just knew straight away, you know, I fell in love with it. It just it used to clicking my mind. I, uh, And it's funny because every time we were in an orthodontic seminar and uh, every time the tutor asked a question, my hand would always go up first. And I just understood the concept so easily. And I remember oh, sometimes yeah. my classmates would look at me thinking, oh, here we go again, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I knew from second year
0: I was meant to do You're orthodontics, so... yeah, that, that's that it. was it do you know it's, it's it's funny because I'm 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 non-dental obviously clinically I, I write about dentistry but I, I'm I don't know anything about actually doing dentistry and I find it's quite common that a lot of people fall into it because they do have that love for art as well as science and it's those two things that you feel from somebody who, who like I said isn't in dentistry you feel that it, it they don't really complement each other but now I, I talk to people like yourself and the more I talk to people like yourself, I can see that they really do. And, and orthodontics is often where that goes for people. You know, the people who have those two passions, they often go to orthodontics. So I can, I can completely understand how, you, how you've ended up where you are now.
1: Yeah, because uh, I mean, dentistry in general is a very you know hands-on subject. It's uh, it involves a lot of manual dexterity. So I think any dentist will have some element of um, art- artistic flair in them. But I think with orthodontics specifically, it's very much, I mean, the type of work I do it is very kind of precise. And you're looking at things like the the curve to the smile, how it suits the face. So, uh, and you do that in other aspects of dentistry involving, you know, co- uh, cosmetic dentistry, such as the ears and composite bonding. But um, orthodontics, it, it's slightly different. I mean, yeah, I just love it. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, it's, clear, it's, it's clear that you do, and I, I think that's great. Um, I'm very biased. Just, no, I mean, yeah, rightly so. You're going to be, aren't you? Because it's what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, I mean, how, how many clinical days do you do? How often are you in clinic? So I'm actually full-time, but it's split over four days. So I do longer
1: days to compensate for, yeah. For
0: not comp- oh, that's
1: quite, like compressed hours. Yeah. Type. Yeah. Because you then get a day off and you can do some admin. And there's always, you know, th- work to do in the background, like working on your Instagram before and after yes, cases. So I think it, it's quite important to find that balance. Otherwise, you end up working five days doing clinical dentistry. And then yeah. on your weekends, you're still doing admin stuff and
0: you don't actually get to just rest. And I think. I mean, it's, it's important to have that, Absolutely. that wind down time. And I think we'll, we'll move on to that and have a little bit of a discussion about, about why that is so important in dentistry and what you do to kind of make the most of that time off that you do get. Um, but for the time being, let's, let's, let's stick the orthodontics. So you, obviously there's a lot of, of clear aligner brands out there at the moment. Um, what is your go-to? What's the one you use? So I'm using SureSmile at the moment, but um,
1: I, I would say I've been using SureSmile since about two years. Prior to that, I was using a, a number of different, you know, market leading aligner brands. But the issue that I had was I never, you know, I wasn't able to produce the, the same outcomes as I would with fixed braces. And for me that was really difficult because I found that when I was doing consultations with patients, I was inadvertently saying, Well, here's fixed braces, here's clear aligners, but actually the clear aligners are no good, so go with fixed braces instead. Yeah. And I and I remember um, you know, it was a sort of internal joke in the practice. And they used to say, if you ever see a patient wearing fixed braces walking around Bexley, they're most likely means patients. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I love fixed braces, but I found that there wasn't really a clear aligner system out there that would give me the same results in terms of accuracy and outcome. And when I started uh, working out this practice, I actually started off with um, building up my patient list from scratch. And I was doing half a day per week. And slowly that built onto a full day, then, you know, two, three. And now I'm more than full time, actually. I've got, you know, a patient waiting list now. Um, so I'd spent a lot of time building up this reputation and I didn't want to lose that. So for me, getting the best possible result was key. And unfortunately, with the other line of brands I was using, I wasn't able to get that. And I remember my dad, you know, he's he's always been someone that I respect um, and also being in the same field as me. he He usually gives really good advice. And I remember he said to me, look, Nina, if you can't, if you don't believe in a product that you're offering to your patients, how on earth do you expect the patient to go ahead with it? And that really sort of hit home to me because I thought, I honestly don't believe in this product and I know I can't get the same results. So why on earth am I offering it to my patients? So I actually stopped doing clear aligners for a little while just because I wasn't confident in the product. And then, um, you know, you you realize actually if you don't make a change you're going to fall behind with the advancement in digital dentistry and if the person down the road is offering clear aligners and you're not you're going to end up almost isolating yourself so i knew i've got to make a change so i started my journey into finding an aligner brand that was going to be effective and that was going to work and it was only about two years ago when i came across SureSmile smile And, you know, I was a bit skeptical at first, as as most dentists are when they are trying a new product. And I wanted to dip my toes in the water as opposed to jump straight into the deep end. So I started with really simple cases and sort of continued on to more moderate and then more complex cases. And one factor that I found across all of those cases was predictability. This was actually a system, a clear aligner system that gave you comparable results to fixed braces, and and I couldn't believe it. So so I've not switched since. <laughs>
0: I mean, that that says a lot, given that you were, I think it's fair to say, perhaps quite skeptical about launching yourself back into the world of clear aligners. Obviously, it hadn't quite worked out for you previously, but you understood that in order to kind of keep up with what's going on at the moment and to sort of stay on top of. The latest in dentistry you kind of had to find one that worked for you to, to find to find one and, and and still be there two years later after not being totally convinced of 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 that it would work for you as a, as a clinician and for your patients is yeah is, is is massive I mean what what is it about Shaw Smile that that makes you feel so um, convinced of, of the system?
1: Well when I first joined Shaw Smile I think what sort of sold me or you know, encouraged me to actually give it a try was the fact that they actually have a background in fixed appliances and they have a vast amount of experience in digital orthodontic treatment planning from their background in fixed braces. And in fact, they started off as a, as a company called Orometrics in 1998. And they were even dealing with robotically bent arch wires. So for me, I thought, yes, this is not just a clear aligner company. This is a company that actually has a background in orthodontics and they've now branched off and done clear aligners. So I think for me, that straight away sold it. And I think, you know, with all orthodontists or even dentists in general, we want to be in full control of the treatment. And I found that with the other clear aligner systems, it wasn't, it was a little bit down to what the, lab technician was doing so it wasn't all in my full control whereas with Smile, what I find is that you know it gives you full control from every single aspect and having now you know done SureSmile Smile user for two years there's there's so many different reasons why I've continued using it but one of the main reasons I guess for me is that I can customize the aligner to suit that very specific case. So, for example, there's, there's very few aligner systems out there that have, you know, all these sort of features that Smell has. And for example, one big feature for me is that you have this option of doing a variable trim height. Now, variable trim height is better, basically, you can customise your aligner to having either a straight trim or a scallop trim, and you can even change the height of your straight trim so it can be one millimetre, two millimetres if you have a higher and straight trim line it in turn makes your tooth movements more effective and more accurate so actually you need fewer attachments in the previous aligner system that I was using you know almost every tooth had an attachment and you you sort of think to yourself well this is supposed to be a clear aligner system and it's clear but if you're putting attachments of every single tooth how does that make sense it's almost like fixed braces so for me that aspect didn't make sense. And with SureSmell, you need fewer attachments because it's a more accurate um, system. And it's not just th- these features that make it unique, but it's also the the software itself, the artificial intelligence within the software is is so powerful. And part of that reason is is the background in fixed braces and, you know, uh, biomechanics. And they've taken all of our knowledge and reapplied it and, and uh, you know, based their clear aligner software on that so for me that is amazing but also you know you can incorporate cone beam CT so if you have a CT scan in the practice you can actually incorporate that onto your simulation so that you can visualize the whether your tooth movements are biologically safe or whether you're going to push the roots out of the bone so you know these are very very important features and there's not a lot of systems out there at the moment that can offer that But I guess the other thing for me as well is it's an open, fully open system. So what that means is you can use any scanner that you have uh, in the practice and you scan the patient and then you, you know, take those STL files and upload it onto the software. So you don't have to necessarily use Densply Sirona's products, which for me is amazing. So, yeah, I, there's a lot of features, but I think my top feature is, is the trim line and the fact that their background is, is fixed braces. And as you know, I, I absolutely love fixed braces, <laughs> <laughs> but I think love clear liners
0: now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it, it was kind of made for you, really. Uh, I think you, you named a lot of positives there as a clinician that you can see, but... What about on the other side with patients? Do you find that it's received well by those who are actually undergoing the treatment?
1: Yeah, I mean, I when I first started rolling this out, I was a bit sceptical. I didn't know how patients were going to react to it. But actually, uh, every single patient, I've, I can tell you, honestly, I've not had a single patient that has... Um, you know, had anything negative to say about it. They all say that it's really clear. Some of them have even used previous clear aligner systems and they are relapse cases that I'm retreating treating using Smell. And they can actually directly compare it. And they're like, they always say this is a lot clearer. Um, the movements... It, So from a clinical perspective, the movements are so much more accurate. So actually the treatment tracks really well and everything goes a lot more efficiently. But also a lot of patients um, kind of almost attract other patients and family members because they are so clear. A lot of the times other people don't notice that they're wearing clear aligners or undergoing orthodontic treatment. So that's almost a selling factor in itself. And And that's actually down to the material that Smile uses. And it's an Essex Ace material, which is one of the clearest that you can get on the market out there. And it's funny because we have a um, receptionist at the moment who just recently joined us. And he started clear aligner treatment elsewhere, not using Smile, but another market leading um, competitor brand. And one of the other receptionists, um, and they work closely alongside each other, she's wearing Smile. So the other day I thought, you know what, why don't we do a direct comparison? And I I stood them side by side next to each other and I compared the short smile liner versus the other liner. And I thought, my goodness, what a difference. It's the clarity is unbelievable, but also the other uh, market leading liner has a scalloped outline. And when you look at it aesthetically, when you have a scalloped outline, it shows a lot more. So when you're talking to that person, you do notice that they're wearing something. Whereas when you're wearing a straight trim aligner, and if the patient has a slightly lower smile line, you can't actually notice it. So it was really nice to actually do a comparison on site. Um, But I'm interested to see how their treatments actually. you know, track and, and how they work out in, in terms of outcome as well. So I will definitely keep you posted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just that little bit of extra yeah. reassurance that you're doing the right thing, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we we mentioned you, well, you have mentioned your your dad already, um, Hussein, who, who works at the practice with you, and then uh, his wife, your stepmom, Kat as well. I know dentistry often runs in the family. I think that's quite a, um, a common story I've come across, I guess, I think because I think a lot of people fall in love with it it's quite easy for for people to look up at their parents who are working in that area and think, okay, that looks like a good career prospect for me too. So how is it balancing that, that kind of work working environment with with people who are so close to you? I mean, I, I try and envision myself doing that with, with my family members <laughs> and I don't know how it would end up. I mean, how do you keep it professional? Do you take the work home? Do you have like a no dentistry conversation ban when you when you get when you get back at you know, seven o'clock or whatever like well, that? I definitely,
1: whenever we meet up at, uh, you know, whether it's birthday events or anything, I always try... And- implement that ban um, I personally have a no dentistry talk ban but no one listens to it because not only is my my dad and stepmom dentist but my uncle is and my husband is so and my uncle's wife and they all we all work within the same practice so it's it's a family run practice and so as you can imagine the it's very much a dentally heavy talk at Christmas dinner thing. so but, um, I, I usually yeah I'm like no guys listen we need to talk about something else other than dentistry but um, but no. On a serious note, it's 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 you know as with anything, it's got its ups and downs. And I think working with um, family definitely has its challenges. But um, you know the benefits definitely outweigh the challenges, and it's it's really lovely because. It's family run and, and the patients know that as well. And every single one of us genuinely care about the work we do, about all the patients. So I think in terms of um, ethos and the way we approach dentistry and almost customise it to those patients, and make it a more of a personalised experience, it's very unique. And it's really lovely to work alongside people you trust and really respect. And my dad does a lot of the implant dentistry. My husband does a lot of the restoratives, the composite bonding. So, and my uncle does implant dentistry. My stepmom does implants. My aunt does um, endodontics. Uh, so, so you
0: have your own, you have your own sections right. to kind of take care of. So the crossover, I guess, is reduced a little bit. Yeah. So
1: we all have our own fields, and it's really nice because it's you can really kind of work very closely together um doing multidisciplinary cases very complex cases because actually we have all the different specialities in-house so that's very unique to to this practice so it just gives the you know for the patient it's a one-stop shop for everything basically and it gives them a much nicer workflow and and the patients love it they all know that you know they have the orthodontics with me and then they go to my dad for implants and, and they love that personalized
0: touch I think. It must work as well because if, if you've all kind of grown up or, or been around the same you mentioned the word ethos there which I think is quite important and I can imagine is quite tricky to to ensure that everybody in a business it has the same ethos and the same approach to things but I can imagine because you are family members and you do spend time with each other outside of the working environment as well that it might be a little bit easier for that to kind of you ought to be on the same kind of line with things like that. I can imagine. If, if, if,
1: yeah, it's it's always. I think it's always when you are working in dental practice, it's that fine balance between business and actually putting sort of patients first. And I think for me personally, being able to work in my dad's practice, he actually allows me to to arrange the orthodontic department how I wanted to run, and. You know, there's no quotas, no targets to hit. So that for me is really lovely. And I feel that if I was working perhaps somewhere else, maybe in London, it would, you would have that pressure on you. Whereas I don't. So I can really do everything I love without the pressure on my, um, you know, on my back saying, make sure you meet me targets, hit quotas. And. You know, the patients see that side of it. They see that we care, that we spend the time, we provide, I'd like to think, an exceptional service. Um, And it really does show. And we have, as a result, won so many awards um, as a practice, but also individual awards, which is nice. And the patients almost become part of that family, and I think they enjoy that. And really, the patients are at the heart of our ethos, and it is patients first. And, 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 yeah, I just... It, it's
0: really nice actually <laughs> it's, it, I mean it sounds like you've, you've got it really good there and I think you've, you've mentioned something that's quite important and is particularly relevant at the moment which is dentistry can be quite stressful and you can have a lot of you know some targets to, to meet and, and a lot of people can can kind of fall out of love with the job when they have this kind of pressure behind them but it sounds like your environment is a lot more um yeah focused on the patient and and you kind of take into consideration the fact that you you guys need time away from that as well, which, I mean, you say here you work four days, right, compressed hours, and then you have a few days to kind of work on things like Instagram and maybe take some time for yourself. How 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 do you unwind? What's your kind of out of dentistry hobby or, or what do you love to do away from the practice? So I, I love traveling. And my New Year's
1: resolution this year was to try and just, even if I go away for a couple of days every eight weeks, that's actually, that was my New Year's resolution. And it it works amazingly because you, you always look forward to being able to go away and you unwind and you get to travel, see the world, have new experiences because I think... Being in the field of dentistry, it is such a... People don't realise, patients especially, how stressful the job can be. And it's not like any other job where it's nine to five, you go home, you switch off with dentistry, it it continues after hours. Sometimes I'm there after practice till nine, ten o'clock even, doing admin stuff, doing patient photos, doing letters. So people don't realise how stressful that aspect can be. So if you work five days, it's actually not five days, It's, it's, you know... Turns out to be six days. So I think it's so, so important to, for, you know, mental health and physical health to de-stress. And for me, that's traveling. I also do salsa dancing. So, um in fact, just, yeah, just before this podcast, my best friend messaged me saying, when are we doing our next salsa night? So,
0: yeah. Well, how, why... How did that happen that's amazing well,
1: that it was an interesting one a, a friend of mine of well, my best friend we went to leicester square one evening this was when i was at university and we were eating in a restaurant and they were doing a free salsa cl- class at the time and i remember looking thinking oh this is really cool i love the way uh, you know they dance so fast in the footwork and the teacher needed some volunteers at the time so he asked me and my friend to to join and that was it i was converted and that was about 15 years ago so uh, yeah, so I, I was, um, we call them Salseros. So I was quite a serious Salsero, but now there's less time. Uh, now that I live in, near Bexleyheath, Heath, it's harder to get into London. But, uh, definitely dancing, traveling for me um, and art. I, you know, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I did A-level art and dentistry, yes, it is artistic, but every now and again,
0: it's just nice to get your charcoal and your pencil out and a drawing pad and just do that. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, it's good. I like it when people have have um, particularly really interesting hobbies like salsa. That's not one that I've come across yet. So thank you for um, yeah bringing that to the podcast. I mean, I can't dance. Okay, I'm, I honestly disclaim I absolutely cannot dance. But I always am very jealous of people who can. Well, you can always um, learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I need to. Ha- I need to like have a few drinks before I do it. So I have like kind of you know I don't care about how I look or feel. You need to. Honestly, it's, um, it, it takes a certain type of person to be able to just kind of not worry about how they look at the beginning of learning something like that, because I think I would get too in my head about it, whereas you just got to kind of go for it, yeah. haven't you? But I Once you you to do a
1: couple of classes and, and you gain the confidence, that, you know, it's, and you get into the music, you just don't think there's anyone else around you. So
0: yeah, That's nice. Maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. <laughs> you classes. Yeah, we go. I'll let you know when I get on. <laughs> um so one final question if you don't mind uh Nina just to to close up the the podcast is uh, I've asked this to a lot of guests and I think it's always a really good one and it's if, if you could give your younger self some advice now looking back what would that be that's an interesting question um
1: I think when I was younger I didn't have confidence um and I almost felt that I couldn't perhaps achieve the things I wanted to. So if I could go back to my younger self, I would say to, to her, look, Nina, you will be able to achieve all, everything you want, all your dreams, all your ambitions. Just, you know, work hard, enjoy life a little bit more. Don't be so serious and worry all the time. Everything will work out. And you you will do well and you will find something that you love and you're passionate about and and uh, yeah just
0: just stick to it don't give up and you will reach your dreams that's nice I love that thank you so much <laughs> no, thank and thank you, so you for, for such a um, insightful conversation I yeah it's just always good to learn about how people got into dentistry and um their journeys and unorthodontics and too so thank you for shining a light no thank you time. for inviting me <laughs> For more information on Sure Smile or to speak to a specialist, visit wwwdentsplyceronacom forward slash shoresmile.